Hi, everybody. Man, it has been a year. Today, the CityCast crew and I are talking about the best of 2022. I'm here with the producers Carleon Jones and A.K. Al Moman, and also with Brooke Lewis, who writes our Hey Houston newsletter. It is Thursday, December 22nd, 2022. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. All right, y'all, let us talk about the year's best stuff. Carly, let's start with you. What do you think the most Houston moment was this year? I got to give it to Bumby's first Houston Takeover concert at the rodeo. It was the most Houston thing ever. Uh-huh. It featured Houston's own Zero, Lil Kiki, Slim Thug, Little Flip, and Toby Nuigwe. Um, And there was many other performers as well. Um, it was just unlike anything that was done before at the rodeo. And honestly, mm-hmm. I just felt like it was way overdue. Yeah. Bumby made history as the first Black man from Houston to headline the concert at the rodeo, which, you know, Houston is known for re- hip hop. So I just thought it was yeah. crazy mm-hmm. that this was like the first time that a lot of these people had performed. It took this long. Yeah. 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 What was it like? It was amazing. It sold out. Super epic. They even brung out slabs onto the (laughs) stage. It was just, it was crazy. Like, I think it was (laughs) the greatest thing. This is the most Houstonist Yes, I've ever heard. (laughs) To drive your car onto the rodeo concert stage. Mm Yeah. Same. I want to go. I'm very sad I missed it. Mm. But every time I hear about it, it sounds... It sounds like someone's like dream concoction. Yes. yes. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it's amazing. They, they handed Bun B the keys and he drove it. Yeah. He's been amazing. Yeah. He's had a phenomenal year. Yeah, like yes. top of I the know. list type of year. Mm-hmm. Like Bun B has shown out for the city and also like has done a lot. Like I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm Shout very happy out. for him. Uh, launching a fast food empire at the same mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Shout, Shout out, out Trill Burgers. Yes. Okay. AK. What was your most Houston moment of 2022? I think my most Houston moment is pretty obvious. I believe it's Mo Amer. Mm-hmm. He's had a phenomenal year to start with. Like I think he toured with Dave Chappelle throughout the year. Uh-huh. He's he's done a few like incredible things, released his special. But I think the biggest thing for most Houstonians, and I actually think for a lot of people, was his Netflix show Mo. Oh uh, yeah. Which showed love to Houston, showed love to A Leaf. A Leaf has, like, we could talk about how A Leaf has had its year this year <laughs> from Lizzo mm-hmm. to Mo. Like, it has been everywhere. So, shout out to A Leaf. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, Mo to tell this story about like an Arab immigrant coming into the US and making it funny in a way that's not like mocking mm-hmm. there's something that i feel mm-hmm. that ends up happening when people from my part of the world end up tr- trying to make a lot of jokes that appeal to an american audience they end up having to mock our culture a little bit to get over and mo didn't have to he really stood by like his family his heritage where he came from mm-hmm. what it meant to be a Palestinian immigrant that thorough line of the olive oil throughout the show, yeah. his mom's like manic energy plus her <laughs> compassion for her kids is spot on. But also like the funny human details were just what sold it for me. His mom's lamp collection just <laughs> cracked me up. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, 
It was yeah. just so tightly observed and it felt so Houston. Yeah, I yeah. loved it. It was like soothing. Yeah. It was a soothing show, but also so funny. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like that's a hard combination to have where you, and I think we felt soothed because it was watching it as a Houstonian. It was just so fun to see all the mm-hmm. Houston landmarks. I think Mo would be heartbroken to hear that you thought the finale was soothing. Bro. <laughs> you see you running really. around on a motorcycle. Come on. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I just feel like there were a lot of heartwarming. <laughs> there were still a lot of heartwarming yeah. moments like just yeah. throughout. And I think it felt especially heartwarming like as a Houstonian, like those moments. The yeah. finale, yeah. He left us on a cliffhanger. I want to know what mm-hmm. happens, but clearly we're being set up for a season two. So. Also, yeah. I hope so. Again to Toby to Toby. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Another appearance of his in this uh, in this list. I feel like he's also had one of the biggest years. Mm -hmm. So he's playing Mm -hmm. Mo's best friend. And yeah, he's he has also, as a it. rapper, just had a yeah. great year. Also, too. very much showcasing his West African heritage. He's yes. a barber. The barbershop where he supposedly works in the show, I've actually got, I've I've gotten beard shaves there because <laughs> wow. I used uh-huh. to work there. Like, it was amazing. <laughs> I loved it. It's so crazy. <laughs> yeah, I felt like it was like my childhood on display, uh-huh. um, like watching the show, seeing like funplex and things like that. It was just, I loved it. Yeah. All right, Brooke, what about you? What was the most Houston moment for you? Okay, so I feel like this is an obvious choice, but the Astros moment when Jordan Alvarez hit the home run in game yeah. six. Mm-hmm. And oh, the World just, Series! It was so satisfying. Like, I don't oh, know yeah. what it was about that, but it was just, and I wish, like, I was watching it at home, but in that moment, I was like, I wish I was at, like, a bar or just somewhere where there were mm-hmm. a bunch of people mm-hmm. so that we could all scream together. Yeah. But it was just... It was so satisfying. And then I just knew you all I think everyone watching that just had that feeling of like we're gonna we're gonna close it out. We're gonna win tonight. Like it's done. Right. All over Houston that everybody was screaming along with you. Yeah. It was just yeah. it was like one of the best Houston moments. I was, I was in Spring, Texas rehearsing my proposal. Like we were rehearsing <laughs> where my fiance mm-hmm. comes down the stairs and I will bend down and like give her the ring and I'm literally in between like attempts on my phone watching the game unfold and I barely (laughs) caught Jordan's like home run and it was it was such a satisfying moment like it filled my heart with joy we got the choreography done stat as soon as he hit that home run so I appreciate him he made my proposal a success to be honest Uh, I love that moment So my most Houston moment was also uh, related to the World Series. So I don't know if you all remember that miserable game three in Philadelphia when everybody, all the Astros fans are kind of slinking out of the Philly stadium. And Mattress Mac, you know, Jim McInvale, (laughs) 71-year-old furniture pitch man and mogul, overheard some Phillies fan call Jose Altuve a cheater. And y'all probably have seen the video on Twitter. Mattress Mac just blew up, you know. He cussed out that Phillies fan. Oh, my gosh. Some of his employees had to, like, hold him back, you know. I have the most mixed feelings this year about Mattress Mac. He's come up so much in so many different ways. (laughs) It's it's been a major Mac year. But, like, this was just such a perfect distillation of so much about Houston, you know. I, I sort of think that, you know, Jim McInvale is 
kind of a great avatar of Houston. He yeah, embodies definitely a the certain strain of the city. You know, he's got his heart on his sleeve. He's a little bit too much. He loves this city, warts and all, and he will fight anybody who talks about the bad stuff, you know? So <laughs> there it was. <laughs> all right, y'all. What do you think the hottest spot in Houston has been this year? Carly, you have ideas? Yeah, I have to say that it goes to the post, Houston. Me too. We've given it so much love here um, on CityCast Houston. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It has something for everybody. And I think that that's really the draw there. Like when you get there, it has food from so many different cultures. That's actually good quality food. And Uh it's a great atmosphere. Yeah. There's a bar. There's an upstairs area where you can go and sit there and watch the stars. Well, you can't really see stars in Houston, but you know, the idea of it. You see the city. <laughs> but the skyline. <laughs> the skyline. The skyline. Yeah, 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 yeah. The skyline is so nice. <laughs> but but yeah. it's yeah, yeah, this this rooftop garden with a gorgeous skyline. One of the best skyline views anywhere. Also, they have an amazing Christmas tree up there. Ooh, oh, I really? know. Yeah. I haven't been. It's so yeah. good. It's so big. It's so nice. Oh, yeah. I need to go again. Yeah. yeah I <laughs> that is, yeah. This was definitely my hottest spot too. Cause like, I think they did such a great job making over that old Barbara Jordan post office, you know, this enormous mm-hmm. kind of, you know, industrial building and they still got a little of the old funk and industrial feel about it mm-hmm. while it's mixed with this really cutting edge architecture. That yeah, that industrial neon with yeah. the metal staircase is so so nice. Yeah, it's kind of wild how it feels only half full still. They haven't rented out all the space because it is such an enormous thing. Yeah, but it would be amazing. One. It's still super buzzy. Have any of y'all been to a concert there? I, I haven't been to the music that hall. Is, that is my. I think that's what makes Post the hottest spot for me as yeah. well, is mm-hmm. that they recently opened their 713 Music Hall, and it, I went to watch uh, the Little Nas X concert there, and it was amazing. It is gorgeous. Like, it has the, the same, like, kind of somewhat industrial vibe, but they mm-hmm. somehow added in, like, a very theatrical aesthetic mm-hmm. for the stage design. Yeah. So the stage can very easily look like one of those like old like timey like theaters with like the box with the boxes up top. But yeah. you go upstairs and it's just the post industrial design. It's like straight, very like boxy, and then like bleachers going up for the seats. And then there's of course like these yellow staircases that act around each other that have become a really popular like kind of Instagram spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, next to the rooftop of Pose. I, I just, this food court idea is phenomenal. And it being kind of like this central location is incredible. It's I mean, different than most malls food courts because these are all local, you know? It yeah, feels exactly. much more soulful than most malls do. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I think you that's know. why I. it's also my favorite. Just yeah. at the beginning of the year, I was introduced to Chopping Block because I wrote a story about Shout the out, chef, and I just like <laughs> immediately I had wanting to yeah. I had been wanting to go to Post, and that was my excuse to go. And I just loved Chopping Block; it was so delicious, and I love that um, just that West African food had a spotlight. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, but then also, there's just so many other cultures represented at Post, and it just feels like a very Houston spot. And I, I had a friend recently that had, was visiting from out of town and 
I was like, where should we go? And it's like, we're going to go to post. Like this just yep. feels like a place yeah. to take somebody who doesn't really know about Houston. Like that's a really great spot to kind mm-hmm. of show people what Houston is about. So since our episode, I've been to Chop and Block like eight or nine times <laughs> we me, Carly, we went to yeah. chop and block we after did. the astros parade we did <laughs> oh you did was, that's yeah. great that sounds like angry. an amazing day it was that's a yeah, great Houston day. Astros parade uh-huh. and then chop and block yes. right after. it's is just uh, yeah what an incredible great. place i feel like the post is definitely a great representation of houston because it's like a super diverse food court in mm-hmm. the most diverse city in America. So mm-hmm. it's a beautiful yeah. Yeah. yeah ode to Houston. And it's got that pride of place right there on like, you know, it feels like downtown's front door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just so many. I had so many great memories at Post this year. Just so many fun times. So Also best cake shop. Oh, my gosh. The yes. I was going to mention that. Shop. Lucy's yeah. Pearls. Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, Lucy's Pearls. So good. So good. So and the cake slice is huge. Like, they're not going to give you like a little tiny mm-hmm. slice. They're going to give you a huge <laughs> slice. And you know, I've been to four birthdays this year. <laughs> I bought four whole cakes oh, wow. from oh Lucy's. God. They're amazing. Beautifully designed. So good. Uh, so good. I've so seen good. that on my Southern Brands page. I didn't. I haven't tried it yet, though. Okay, I need to try it. Such a good right mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Get that black tuxedo cake that they have. Ooh. All right. So most impactful CityCast Houston show, Carly, what do you think was the one that made the most difference? I have to give it to the one that was titled Two Teachers Explain Why They Quit. And (laughs) it's because that show was just like so raw and uncut almost. The the teachers, uh, they kind of had their heart on their sleeve, I feel like. They, They gave us a different perspective of what it's really like to be underpaid and overworked, but also now expected to also be a superhero in case of an emergency. Um, It's a very scary job now. Yeah. If a shooter shows up. Yeah. Hearing that teacher talk about not being sure she wanted to like throw her body on the line. Yeah, exactly. She said like, you know. Broke my heart. yeah, Yeah. It was, it was crazy. Like to think that, so many people went to school for teaching because a lot of people are actually passionate about teaching. And then they get out, they start this job, and it's just like they lose the the happiness and the passion for it because of all the things that they have to go through. It was kind of really just mm-hmm. like disheartening. It was it was just such an interesting episode. And I mean, we had to do it like partly anonymous, which that just shows you like, you know, that it was you know, really a raw episode, definitely, if you have to do it that way. So I just, I really love that one. That's one of my top episodes just in general with CityCast Houston. I loved that one too. Okay, what about you? What do you think was our most impactful this year? I said it the moment, the day we recorded it, but I have to give it to How Montrose Became So Gay. Mm -hmm. Uh With Brian Riedel. Yeah, it was, uh, like I explained it uh, that day and I feel it needs reiterating one of the first things that happened when I came to the United States was like the severe culture shock which is weird since you would like think of this idea as like growing up around American culture wherever you are in the world you grow up around American films American TV shows but living in the States became like this huge culture shock and not like having friends not knowing where to go having to drive everywhere only going from school and back and then like the first time when I got to college and got to go to Montrose, uh, 
I had developed friends, social connections, whatever, but mantras kind of put it all together for me. I think that was the moment where I became a diehard Houstonian was the Uh first time I discovered mantras and what it meant to me personally. And to sit during that episode and just hear how rich and how impactful that place has always been for so many different people. And then the tragic, sad side of it is that all of those people that made it what it is really don't have as much ownership, material ownership of that location as you'd want them to. Like, I don't know what was more impactful for me this year, (laughs) like more than that episode. So Mm -hmm. yeah. I loved that one. And it was great. Brian had a lot of things that I, who have lived in Montrose frequently uh, over the decades, did not know. So it was really good. So, uh, Brooke, what about you? What do you think was the most impactful podcast episode? Yeah, I think for me it had to be the episode with Poet Laureate Outspoken Bean. I just Uh really enjoyed that episode. I think because I'm also a creative person and I have my own creative aspirations and writing a book and mm-hmm. and just seeing somebody who's actually living their creative dreams is really, really inspiring. Mm-hmm. But just him being really honest about his journey of making a living as an artist and how hard it is to actually make it work. Um, and I think some yeah. people kind of gloss over that, but I just really loved how honest he was and transparent about the moments where maybe it was hard to pay a bill um, and he kind of made light of it, but it was still just I thought it was really impactful. And I think if anybody listens to it would be inspired yeah. to see another artist living out their dreams. Mm-hmm. Very Really true. charming guest. And like yeah. that H-U-B poem. I still go yes. back to it. Oh, at the end of the episode. <laughs> I yes. genuinely still go back to it. Yes. It's such a good hit. Yes. Yeah. I loved that one. So I loved all the ones that we've talked about. Um, but the one that, I think really surprised the most people was one that our contributor Jaime Gonzalez did with us. We don't think of Houston as a natural hot spot, but it is, was the title of the episode. And Jaime talked about how we think of Houston as this, you know, place of skyscrapers and sprawl, but it is a surprisingly natural place that Lots of ecosystems smash together here. You know, you get the coastal stuff, you get the woods, the swamp, the prairies. And that means that we are one of the most naturally diverse, biodiverse cities mm-hmm. in the United States. You know, we're used to thinking of Houston as being diverse racially and ethnically, but also naturally. And I just thought this is something people need to know. You know, combine it with the speed at which the city is growing, expanding over some of those natural areas, and you realize this is where the rubber meets the road. This is one of those times where the choices that we make right now are going to have an impact that lasts hundreds, thousands of years. So I loved that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Makes you feel like something special is going on in this city. Yeah. It's bubbling. It's bubbling. Yeah. Yeah, I like that we're ha- we have more appreciation, or I hope we're going to have more appreciation for our, our nature in the city because it's becoming more walkable and people are able to ride their bikes more. And it, it, for to me, just growing up here my whole life, it does feel like it's becoming less of a car city. Yeah. But I do think you're right. We're like at a crucial 
turning point as to what's going to happen next with Houston. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, y'all. Let's close with a moment of joy. Carly, what was your moment of joy for 2022? So my moment of joy would have to be, um, I started working in at CityCast in January of 2022. Um, and working with everyone has been like such a blessing that I'm grateful for every day um, because I get to do something that I'm passionate about and I really love and it doesn't feel like work. Everybody doesn't get to say that, especially like, you know, at such a young age. And so um, I have to say it's like such a blessing also because I graduated right in the pandemic. Like I did not get to walk across the stage, (laughs) any of that. Uh Uh So also nobody was hiring. So I applied to like 113 jobs. And whenever I seen oh. the description for CityCast, my mentor from um, LA told me about it. And it's the only job mm-hmm. that I had on my list that I had like a like a hard eyes or a heart next to or something. Um, <laughs> I was like, I want, I want this one. Like, I really want this one. And it ended up happening. Like, you know, I was just like, oh. you know, it, it definitely taught me to... Um, Wait on God for all our faithful people out there and like, you know, be patient because everything happens in the right timing. And like, you know, when it comes together, it could be just perfect. So it was definitely a testament for me. Um, And then also... Um, Dina Kesba, our lead producer, is not here right now, but I know her moment of joy would definitely be that she had her baby boy this year. Um, it's our first city cast baby. So I wanted to say congrats to her mm-hmm. and also happy belated birthday because her birthday was December 10th mm-hmm. and oh. Um, oh, mine wow. is in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. So we're both the little December happy babies. Birthday. Yeah. Yay. So <laughs> shout out to the December <laughs> city cast babies. But yeah, that's my moment of joy. It's been a great year, and I'm grateful for all of you guys. Aww. You're amazing, Carly. We love you. Thank you. (laughs) I'm grateful for all of y'all, too. All right, AK, what about you? What has been your moment of joy? My my, uh, God, I don't know how I follow Carly. It's rough to follow Carly. Sorry about that. Because mine is a little more (laughs) selfish than that. Like, I love working with y'all. It has been a wonderful journey. Some of the best collaborative work I've probably done in my entire life. I genuinely feel like a lot of people talk about teamwork. No, this genuinely feels like a team. Every Mm -hmm. idea feels like it's been touched by everybody. Mm -hmm. And it feels like it's built on itself. But I'm so sorry. My moment of joy (laughs) has to be that I got engaged this year. Like, I don't think anything tops it. It's Mm -hmm. been like, it's been a few years in the making. It's taken Mm -hmm. a lot of work to get it done and built to it. And for it to finally happen, it felt like such a relief. Even considering like who I am as a person and what I think of myself, like it's been incredible to see myself like mature Mm -hmm. and like, uh, and like get someone so out of my league. Like my, (laughs) like I have, I have sung my fiance's graces on this podcast multiple times and it's still the math ain't mathing. It doesn't make sense how I ended up here, but I'm here and I'm happy about it and I'm not about to jinx it. So yeah. (laughs) Let's go. She's great. I love her. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, Carly met her. It's too funny. Yeah, I'm, it's hard for yeah. me oh, to follow these. Great. It's hard for me to follow these. Um, I, for me, it definitely has to stem around all the different celebrations that I had with family and friends. So yeah, I turned 30 over the summer, which was just like a milestone in itself. But I mm-hmm. yeah. had such a fun time celebrating with friends. I got to go to New Orleans and then uh-huh. I came back and I had a Beyonce themed 
birthday. And for anyone who knows me, Beyonce is like, you know, my number one. And Mm -hmm. it was just so fun to have all of my friends. Yes, all my (laughs) friends dressed up. I didn't know if everyone would go all out, but everyone went all out. And it was one of the few birthdays that I've had where it was only women. So it was just Uh really special to like have all the women that have been with me throughout my 20s Mm kind of head into 30 with me. And it was just like, a joyous moment. And so anything that I've been able to do like celebratory wise has just been so fun. I think because of COVID, like mm-hmm. it just puts all of that into perspective. When you yeah. get to go to a wedding, I went to a wedding over the weekend and saw a family that I hadn't seen in forever. So anytime that you get to celebrate with your friends and family, like I've just really enjoyed those celebrations yeah. this year. Definitely Aww. more memorable when it gets, it's like taken away from you. And then now yes. it's like you finally get to do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is definitely the first year that it's felt like r- real to be around human beings again yeah. in, <laughs> in a way where I'm not like, shoo, shoo, get away from yeah. me. Like, it's, it's, it's felt a little more comfortable to be around people this year in a really great way, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. All right, y'all. My moment of joy, it's also a family and friend sort of turning point. Um, it's joy mainly. There's still little mixed feelings in it, but my son moved out this weekend, this Aww. past weekend. Aww. You know, he's one of those kids, graduated roughly the time you did, Carly. Mm, he, yeah. you know, he had to move home from school during the pandemic. Me he finished, too. you know, in his childhood bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, this weekend, uh, we moved him out. He had been wanting to live in Montrose. You know, we've just finished mm-hmm. talking about how hard it is to afford Montrose now. Mm-hmm. But he loves this idea of a walkable place, you know, a place where you can have, you know, acquaintances who you run into at coffee shops and bars, you know, a place where you'll see people you know hanging out at the Manila Park. That is his dream. Mm-hmm. You know, being his practical mother, I was telling him, you can't afford Montrose anymore. It's not as cheap as it was when I lived there back in the 90s. But he stayed with it. And he found this, you know, kind of run down 1950s apartment complex on Richmond. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure I've driven by this building thousands of times and never had noticed it before. <laughs> um, and this weekend, you know, I'm standing there with our U-Haul van, you know, sort of guarding the stuff as my husband and Ben, my son, are loading it up that second floor, mm. you know, shaky set of stairs. And I noticed <laughs> that the convenience store next door, it felt like it had like just flashed forward in time from 1980. There were <laughs> payphones outside of it. Oh, wow. <laughs> when was the last time you saw a payphone? You know, and I'm thinking, is that an indicator of crime? Are we in some weird time warp? And It just had me thinking about all the years that I had lived in Montrose, all the sketchy apartments that I had been in, you know, all the bugs I battled, all all the wildness and the crime and the thrilling, interesting people. And I got really excited for him, you know, know, it's it's not dead. It's still there. He's out there in it. So. Mm -hmm. By the way, fun fact, mm-hmm. I also graduated 
during the pandemic had to do it from my home and i actually never walked my high school graduation so i've yet to walk a graduation uh, okay. ever uh, i graduated magna cum laude out of my university uh, university of Houston. i'm still calling yes, them out yes. for it and they misspelled my name on the on the prompter <laughs> where they pointed the camera they misspelled my name and i was second in my class and they still misspelled my name so you know I don't want to remember the pandemic, but yeah, that was a fun fact. Uh, it took me down memory lane with everybody. So yeah. yeah. Someone just needs to hold like a large like graduation ceremony for all the Houstonians who didn't, yeah. were able to walk. And I, I bet you people would attend. They should do it. it. Would be, that would be so nice. We should do it at post. Houston. Mm-hmm. Yes. I want to do it on the Maybe just have a party. Yeah, yeah. I could see and it. And Bunby should do the catering. <laughs> and a okay. performance from Tobin Uwewe and uh, You hear that post? Let's yeah. make it happen. Make it the, the biggest Houston moment ever. I love it. Yes. All right, y'all. Thanks a lot. This has been great. It has. It's been so much fun. It's been a great yeah. year. Yeah, it's been I had a blast. Year. That's it for our show today. This is our last show before the holidays. We will be back on Tuesday, the 27th, with a week of superlatives. The biggest, the best, the most. Y'all don't want to miss it. Our content director is Will Fulton. Our lead producer, Dina Kisba, is away on parental leave. Our producers, Carleon Jones and AKL Molman, were just on the show, as was our Hey Houston newsletter editor, Brooke Lewis. Our theme music is by Farrell Gibbs and All the Kimonos, and I am your host, Lisa Gray. Y'all have a great holiday. We'll talk with you soon. Dina Kispa, our yes. senior producer. Yes. Yeah? Lead, lead uh-huh. producer. Lead. Lead. Let me. Oh, yeah. I always mess up her job title. All right. A little, yeah. a little behind the curtain for yeah. everyone. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs>